Welcome to this episode of Circle of Trades. I'm Todd Studer, and in studio today, Travis Waldstein, Air Serve Heating and Air Conditioning in Council Bluffs. Good to see you again, sir. Busy as always, but I appreciate you taking time to come in and do this. Yeah, a little sweaty today too. You know, I had to go get a, had to go get a workout uh, putting old ACs back in the scrap trailer today. So yeah, that's uh, that's a little uh, getting your workout and. Uh, Chucking those uh, strongman competition stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, I look tough. It's like doing the soul and hay bale days, you know, where you Oh, I do. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, you and I grew up in the same part of the world, and uh, there, we did that a lot. That's how I made money in the summer quite yeah, often. Yeah, absolutely. So, try, you know, trying, trying to look the part anyway. <laughs> Guest in studio today, what's happening? Well, this is Desiree Cornelson, and if I screw up her last name, it's because her husband's a Michigan fan, and, and he's also a Packer fan, so that makes him good. So, uh, um, but no. No, De- De- Desiree uh, works for me. She works in my office. Uh, she's been with me for about two years now, give or take. Um, uh, she started with me about two years ago. Um, no experience doing our, the CSR work. She's uh, kind of evolving into, um, you know, an account more of an accounting role in her business now. Um, she's a little bit. I mean, she, she's you know, she's less. She's under thirty, so she's not old. Last time I checked, well, I'm old, but. Uh, um, but she's of the younger generation who, you know, you know, didn't go to school until she's worked for, you know, before she worked for me. Now she is going to school now. And I wanted her to come in and talk about her experience, you know, coming in to, to the, to what we do, what she does every day and, you know, what it's been like for her to learn on the fly. And, and now that she's done it for a couple of years, we're actually putting her through some college stuff, which I think, I think she would tell you that it's, she's had a, it's a challenge. We'll leave it at that. Yeah, it is a challenge. That's for sure. Um, Travis is correct. My last name is Cornelson now. He does say it well. <laughs> He's about the <laughs> only one who says it well. <laughs> um, I have worked for Travis for about two years, uh, two years actually in June. So, it's uh, it's been an experience for sure. Um, uh, when he said I had no experience in the office side, I had no experience in the HVAC side either. None whatsoever. So I appreciate that he took a chance on me. And the last two years, I have learned a lot. And I'm not an expert, of course, but um, I definitely know a lot more. I think, uh, Travis, you take uh, the Kirk Ferentz uh, mentality of getting folks in, that Kirk recognizes the talent in players maybe even before they do. And I think you kind of do the same thing with the folks you hire. Yeah, we take two stars and make them into five stars. Exactly. That's what we do. (laughs) And then hopefully they don't leave me like they do, Kirk, because they got to go to the NFL. So no, but, but, that's but, but they do come back and work out, and they do other stuff. So yeah, <laughs> Desiree, I'm I'm curious about the uh, interview process with Travis. Did, did what you thought it would be in the beginning? Is that what it is now? Um, that's a good question. I think my interview process was a little bit different because I don't know if Travis knows this or not, but. The job I had right before I came to work for him, I was actually looking for a job and I reached out to his son, Harley, and I said, hey, do you know if your dad is hiring right now? Because I'd like to get back in council bluffs and all that. And he goes, oh, I think he just filled the position he was hiring for. I was like, oh, darn it. So I went through and I actually... Um, Jane reached out to me and said, hey, are you interested in a job? If you are, you can fill out an application and come in and talk to Travis. 
Um, I would say that the interview process I had with Travis is the exact same that it has been since I've worked for him. So every single person who comes through, whether it's someone he knows personally like me or someone he doesn't know at all, he treats us all exactly the same. I'm an equal opportunity abuser and offender, yeah. just for the record. <laughs> how, how do you recognize talent, though, when it's coming in like that, Travis? Because you have a lot of folks working for you that didn't start with a lot of experience. No. Um, first of all, you know, God gives you one mouth and two ears. And, and so you have to listen. Uh, you ask questions, um, you know. You could tell a lot of person by their character um, and, and how they act and what they do. Um, hard work will get you a, a long ways. And so, you know, and it helps that, you know, when you have good references or recommendations. So you just kind of put it there and, you know, I hate to say this, you know, you could do all the background checks and all the X, Y, Z, but at the end of the day, sometimes you, you sometimes when it's fourth and one, you got to go with your gut. If your gut says punt, punt. If your gut says go for it, let's go for it. Well, obviously with Desiree, we decided to go, and you know, two years later, here we are. So, well, and she's also transitioning into something that, uh, well, going from CSR to accounting—that's a bit of a leap. It is a leap. Um, I'm not going to lie. Having an office job was great at first, and I've actually come to realize that. An office job as a CSR is not my passion. It's not what I'm looking to do for forever. And um, actually back in my interview, Travis had brought up the opportunity for accounting position in the future if it was something I was interested in. And before working for him, it was something I was interested in. But when you think about being a full-time employee you're like how do you go to school to do that at this point in your life and so I never really thought that would be an opportunity for me and I'm really happy that I have this opportunity now yeah, yeah but there's some days during the school year you could tell when, when it's dragging on her but but we work with her too I mean you're gone a lot of mornings I mean she you know she puts her time in I mean and, and gets stuff done but uh you know, part of the process with her, you know, it brought her in. We've talked about the, you know, we've, I've, I've had accountants in office, out of office, you know, the CSR role at the time we need to fill. And actually we just hired somebody to fill the second CSR position to work with Jane. We're right in the middle of training her, or at least getting her initially trained right now. But the thought process is, hey, you know, coming in here to be a CSR is not necessarily an end goal if you've got other opportunities or stuff that you wanted to do i mean at the time when i first hired you you were still cleaning houses you were getting ready to get married you know you had a lot of stuff so doing school at that point in time eh, not not on the plate but now as times evolved um you know she's making a little bit more money now when when she did when she started and now she's getting something you know we're we're investing into her now for long term, we've talked about, you know, me wanting to get into the plumbing, but just being able to have somebody in-house, uh, you know, to do our accounting stuff right now. She's doing more and more of entry and that kind of stuff. I still got a cut person I work with, but ultimately the, the end goal will be is here in a couple of years, she'll know our system. She'll come in, she'll be trained. And here's where I look at it. You know, she's not making one life skill with me. She's done. She's going to learn at least two life skills with the accounting side. So, if something happens to me or she tells me to go pound sand, which hopefully she doesn't, but if she does, you know, she's not going to have an issue, you know, making, you know, make, making opportunities for herself. 
Mm-hmm. I was uh, uh, talking with somebody recently because we've been trying to hire for some positions for the radio station. And I said, you know, that unicorn just doesn't exist anymore. And the person I was talking to instantly just replied, make one. <laughs> and, you know, find find the right person that is open to what it is that you want to do and then show them how to be that person. Mm-hmm. And I get the feeling that's a lot of what's going on uh, with you at AirServe. Well, it is, and that's, I, I mean, you can go, you can start back with Desiree, well, even Jane that works for me, uh, you know, she worked at hy V, but, you know, working at hy V in the liquor aisle is way different than, you know, talking to customers when they have, you know, problems, you know, on the phone, and, and Desiree's found that out firsthand, and believe me, when they're hot. They're hot, yeah, <laughs> when customers are hot there it's now or never at that point and you know we love our regular customers who trust us and will wait for us um we do appreciate that but you know if someone's just looking for someone to come in quick and get them up and running that day you know we may not always be that candidate yeah it but it comes back down to is you know how i guess let me let me sit back here for a second you either you got to train people, or you're going to die. Uh, nothing against community colleges, nothing against four-year universities, but you know if they were doing such a great job with all that, you'd have everybody going to a four-year college or university or going to Iowa Western or Metro or whatever it is. They can't be all things to all people, and I think even the colleges recognize that. Um, you know, that's why the apprenticeship program through, you know, for HVAC, for plumbing and electrical, for the trades came to be department, U.S. Department of Labor has done that. You know, I could send her to school for CSR, but if she doesn't understand our system, I'm going to end up training her anyway. So why? So it's one of them deals. If, if I train her the way I want her to be trained, you know, then I she's going to be the direct result of my training. If we do a good job with it, or at least I put expectations out here with what we need to do, you know, and, and she does my expectations. And if I'm not happy with it, it's a shame on me moment. Cause I put the expectations out there and I'm not happy with the end product. Real realistically, just with Desiree been very happy with the product, but with my other apprentices, you know, you know, and people, they became journeyman. You're going to deal with some bumps along the way. It is what it is. But, uh, you know, if you get qualified people that can do the job and do the job well, you know, I've had pretty good luck with people sticking around, knock on wood, you know. Um, but it's all about how, not only how you train your people, but, you know, how you treat your people as well. And and listen, I'm not going to sit there and babysit you forever. I, I'm paying you to do a job, and I expect you to do it. And if you don't do it, you'll hear about it. Am, am, I, am I wrong? He's not wrong. <laughs> But, I mean, his expectations are clear. I don't think his expectations are more than what you can handle. But he also works with you. I, he works with me when I'm in school. You know, hey, I'm generally a 40-hour-a-week employee. My job really does need 40 hours a week. But if I can't meet that 40 hours because I also have school, he's very understanding about that. There's a few times I've had to say because I can tell look at her face to where she's like just done. Go home. Yeah. I, I, it's just like at some point you just got to say enough, you, you know, go home, you know, go do a bubble bath, go do whatever it is that you got to do, 
you know, maybe she's got a homework assignment. Maybe, maybe, you know, maybe she's got, maybe she's got to yell at Josh or Joe or, you know, I mean, <laughs> who knows? Maybe she's got a dartboard with my picture out back, you know? So, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. So I don't, I don't have that. Uh, Realistically, I've had uh, been in the workforce for 10 years uh, right out of high school, and I've only had four jobs total, Travis being my fourth job. And I can honestly say that I've had two really great bosses in my career, and Travis is one of them. What? Yeah. What? I know. <laughs> Even with the one bathroom at the old shop? Even with the one bathroom <laughs> at the old shop. With unmentionable things that I had to deal with that bathroom. Yes. Wow. I'm trying to figure out where to go with that. <laughs> Don't think about it too long. All right. We're just going to... Okay, that's going out. We're going to think about something else. It, it sounds to me, though, Desiree, that... Uh, the decision you made two years ago when, you know, Travis is going to make an offer and you need to say yes to that offer, I get the feeling that you don't regret that decision at all. I don't regret it, not for one second. And I think Travis took more of a leap on me than I took on him because um, I've, I'm not trying to brag, but I've always been told I'm a really hard worker and I'll do what I can and a little beyond my years. And my interview with Travis, I was like, listen, Travis, I don't have any experience at all. I don't know what I'm doing. It's been very um, background. I worked in a daycare. I was a director there, but I didn't do the office stuff. I was more in the field stuff. I uh, cleaned houses. I mean, I didn't do any office work there. Yeah, I had customer service, but sometimes because most of the time people are gone when you clean their house. So I was like, if you can take a chance on me, and you're okay with me learning through everything I got to learn, I would love the opportunity to come work for you for sure. You talk about looking at certain things. Um, you know, number one, dealing with kids. I mean, I've got three of them. They're adults. And listen, when they were four, five, six, seven, eight, they were they were all three turds. I'm going to call for what it is. I love my kids, <laughs> but they were just like their dad when dad was that size. It, it is what it is. If you could deal with that, you could deal with the parents and, you know, in day, today's age with video cameras and everything else, you know, you've got these helicopter parents um, and you got to deal with that too. And, and uh, you know, so that's a stressful job. Plus, if you're going in and most of your cleaning stuff was out in West Omaha. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, she's in some, you know, homes for, you know, for clients that, you know, hey, listen, they're taking a lot of trust in her being in the home. I mean, a lot of people don't allow that to happen or very choosy so and you did that what for a couple three years yep I cleaned for about three years and uh, I liked it 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 was a physical job I did like being on my feet that's a that's one of the huge changes I've had to learn taking an office job um, I'm not on my feet as much I'm not as mobile as I used to be and that kind of can take a toll on your mental state when you're not used to it um it literally, it can. I, yeah. I don't even. You, you see, you got to talk to Harley then. Well, I think you got one of them ergo dust that goes up and down now. Don't you? Or, I do, you, yeah. you see, she's got one of them. The only thing she doesn't have is like the ergo balls. So, you know, I, I've seen some of them in the offices. So, you know, if you're sitting, you know, you can keep moving and then stand up and do a dance or, you know. I, I haven't seen it, but although she could close her office door and close the curtain and she could be doing that, and I went, no, because she's in her purple room that she's got in the office because it's her favorite color. So 
it's going to be a little bit different now that we've hired a second person for our physical office because I used to be the only woman there and I, you know, I don't want to say I was babied, but a lot of the technicians like to tell me that I'm spoiled at work. And so it's going to be interesting having a second person there. <laughs> Some things you shouldn't say out loud. Well, well, okay. well, uh, that, that, that's all right. So the, the, yeah, don't worry. They, they're, they're, they're taking care of just fine. So, but uh, no, you know, my, my thing, Desiree, what I wanted to bring you on today is kind of talk about your experience. Cause obviously it's a quote unquote non-traditional, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I mean, if you had to go back, and, and talk to the Desiree or the Desirees of the world when they were 16, 17, 18, you know, taking a look 10 years ahead, kind of where you are now, um, you know, from a work, from a work perspective, from what you're doing, what would you tell that 16 year old Desiree or mm-hmm. I'll say Kelsey, your best friend, one of yeah. your best friend, Kel, what would, what would you tell that, that person? Um, I would tell them that it's okay that you don't know where you're going right out of high school. It's okay to have a couple of jobs and figure out what you like or multiple jobs. It's okay to experience the world as it comes. You don't have to have it figured out. We still don't have it figured out. Um, But there's going to be an opportunity at some point in your life where it clicks and you say, this is the environment I want to be in. These are the people that I vibe with and this is where you're supposed to be even if it's hard but this is where you're supposed to be because I used to be um, hard on myself for not going to college right out of high school I'm like oh I didn't go to college I'll never go to college it'll never be something um, I'll do I don't know a career path that I want to take I just I had no idea what I wanted to do, and I thought I was going to be stuck in those run-of-the-mill jobs that most people take. And I'm at this point now, I would tell myself it's okay that you didn't have it figured out when you were still a child, basically. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, for for with where you're at, you you've got a long time in the workforce, and, and no matter what happens, you'll definitely have that life skill. So. Mm. Yeah, and you're doing pretty well for yourself, despite the fact that the that the man you married, he is a Michigan fan, and he drinks Bud Light. I, I, I you know, the, uh, you, you, you know, this whole Bud Light thing, you know, has kind of gone wayward here in Las Has he switched beers yet? That's what I want to know. No, he has not switched beers. He probably will never switch beers. He, Travis, he will drink a Bush Light if it's available, mind you. It's if you don't have any beer, then you can have Bush Light. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Thereby become a new favorite here, pretty good. You know the the i the i was the the um, the Iowa Swarm, the uh, NIL mm-hmm. has got the XL brand. I actually met with Brad Heinrichs last night, uh, the guy that runs the uh, Swarm for the NIL, and so they're, the Swarm beer is coming out at the end of July, early August, and twenty percent of it goes to the University of Iowa for the. So you're going to be switching brands then. There's a very real possibility, and they're going to have like uh, your seltzers and possibly wine. This might become a might become a whole thing here. So uh, might 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 be switching brands, or, or or I'll have two brands. Let's say I'll have Bushlight and I'll have the others. Well, I guess it, it also depends on what does it taste like. I mean, <laughs> need to. It, it's all well and good to be supporting a good cause, but. You know, if it tastes, uh, well, if it tastes like Bush Light, I don't really see the point. Um, uh, <laughs> let me guess. You like New Glarus, right? Yeah. No, the the thing is, if I'm, 
if I'm drinking beer, usually I drink Miller Lite. And the reason for that is because mm. it reminds me of my dad. And, uh, you know, back when dad and I used to, when I was very young in my early twenties and I was in the trades and, and I was helping him, he was building a medical clinic and I, uh, uh, we used to go out in the evening and dad drank Miller Lite. So that's what I had. And it just reminds me of him. So that's, that's the reason I drink yeah. it. My grandpa used to drink Falstaff too. Oh know, boy. And the, the bottles oh with the cartoon on the I top. remember oh, those I, very well. You could buy the case at Fairway for like three bucks. Yeah, there you go. So. <laughs> <laughs> we used to, uh, it, it, I, I can remember Schaefer beer. Do you ever have that? Yes, Schaefer. Yeah. Red, r- my uncle would bring up r- r- red, white, and blue from Texas, you know. Right. So. And I remember when you had some generic cans that just said beer on I remember those too. Just the, the white can that just said beer on the side. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You don't know if you get Schlitz or if you get PBR. Or, yeah. It could be anything. <laughs> it's whatever they had left over in the, maybe, in the vat. Maybe it's the tiger beer I had in Singapore. That's one beer I'll never drink again, I will promise you that so well it's uh, and this is usually what happens on these podcasts we'll just kind of take a tangent and go off the rails and uh but uh, <laughs> i didn't even know about that beer so it's kind of interesting that um i'm gonna wait to see after you get some oh yeah oh don't worry i i've i've already got it in on that whole deal so mm-hmm. so desiree back to you and one more thing kind of before you go um you know we talked about it fast um i guess like i said talk about uh um, just talk about your experience overall, just with being here. I mean, you talked about me with customers and, and kind of what you enjoy most with your job. Yeah, sure. So, um, experience with working, we'll just say in HVAC itself, because, um, of course anyone can have a, an office job where you're making phone calls, but I'll say specifically in the HVAC industry, um, you definitely learn what people's likes are, what their dislikes are, and what their comfort zone is. You'll find it out fast, and then you have to figure out how to go from there. Um, I've done the customer servicing for a while, obviously. I've always dealt with people, um, but I think I left those other jobs because customer service, I'm decent at it. It's just not what I fully want to do. But I'd say that We've had it pretty well for the two years that I've worked with Travis. We've had a very strong office. We haven't had a whole lot of change in staff. Um, So it's been nice. We've been able to build a bond where we are. So um, I've known Jane my whole life. I was kind of telling Todd about that before we started, but I've known her forever. So that was a, a great first jumping point. And then as I've gone over the years, I've gotten to know our technicians much better and not even just our technicians, but their spouses at home as well. And so um, they've told me when we've gotten together for uh, work parties and stuff, they're like, oh my gosh, you know, you're a great addition to the office. My uh, my husband or whoever comes home and doesn't complain and they actually have really great things to say about you. And um, I've built a, not just a, a work bond with everyone it's we're all friendly together I like to describe it as a a brother and sister type of relationship we all joke around we can laugh with each other and I've learned as I've gone through the years uh to expand the knowledge that I have it's it's not a lot but it's there (laughs) I think the bigger thing is is you know with the guy we just hired you know uh kind of taking a chance on her but i mean there's some qualities that i thought she brought in and, and with desiree i mean 
uh, said qualities. And I think you just have to look for them. You have to, you have to feel, you have to do the homework that you can. And, and I'd say you got to be able to read people. If you're not very good at reading people, well, guess what? You know, um, that's going to be a problem. So, but you know, we've, I've been very fortunate now. Desiree's done a great job for me. I mean, she puts up with, with, with me, you know, and crop dusting and doing all that other fun yeah. stuff. And then she puts up, yeah. you know, she deals with Jane all the time, which is, you know, like she's known her life as my sister-in-law or my work wife. So I got a wife and a work wife. They just happen to be sisters. So, yeah. uh, you know, some days, don't, some days that's harder than others. And then, you know, there's another wall stand in that, in the shop that could be a pain. And then there's, uh, you know, the rest of the employees, you know, that, you know, listen, they're employees. They, they, you know, if they're not pulling something, I, I mean, come on, I, I, I wouldn't expect any less. So. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure out how somebody could be a Michigan fan and not a Lions fan. That's that's something that's just throwing me. Um, I, I'll just say this. He grew up watching football with his grandfather. Okay. And his grandfather doesn't necessarily follow one specific team. So it's just whatever game was on. And then as much as it pains me to say this, but uh, Josh really liked Tom Brady growing up. And so that's why he <laughs> liked Michigan, and then it just kind of carried on. He just stuck with he stuck with Michigan, and but he stuck with the Packers too. I mean, he's been a Packers fan since he was a well, kid. Well, I can uh, I can get you in touch with a pretty good divorce lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> uh, if if separate football teams is the worst, then that you have to deal with, and I think you're way ahead of the game. Uh, and yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just the football stuff is just. We just tease each other and have fun with it. Oh, all day, oh, yeah. all day long. Everybody. Well, I will say for football. So my dad was a Vikings fan. My mom was a Bears fan, and so I grew up with that. And then I met my husband, and he was a Packers fan. And that's when we first started hanging out. That's what we did: is we watched football on Sundays. And I was like, okay, this is my life now, and which was fine. But now I still get. Crap, even from Travis, my favorite color is purple, and it probably is because it stemmed from my dad being a Vikings fan when I was a kid. But so now I have a purple office, and so his friends who come in, it is the one thing that they pinpoint when they walk past. They're like, you got a girl in here that's uh, got a purple room. We got you all started on Vikings. I was like, no, 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 no. no. Oh, no. (laughs) Could be worse. Could be Ravens fan. That's pretty. Oh, gosh. Could be a Raiders fan. (laughs) (laughs) Or the Browns. Or the Browns, yeah. Yeah. Listen, guys, thank you very much uh, for coming in and and, uh, talking with us today. And um, I think it's, it's good to see different areas of what it is that goes on in the trades because it's not always having your hands on like with HVAC and hands on an air conditioner or a furnace mm-hmm. a lot of other moving components to it as well and uh, I think it's, it's good to open people's eyes to that yeah that's right thank you for coming in yeah Appreciate of course it. thanks for having me no problem <laughs>